0: Can you hear me now? All right. Will you arise for the reading of the Lord, reading of the word of the Lord? <laughs> All right. We're going to look at, we're going to quickly look at three different places. Galatians 6, 9, Genesis 25, 29 through 30, 1st King 19 verses uh, 5 through 8. All right. Galatians 6, 9, the word of the Lord says, and let us not grow weary, everybody say weary. weary, while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Genesis 25, 29 through 30. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. Everybody say weary. Weary. And Esau... And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Say weary. weary. First 1 Kings 19, verse 5, it says, Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals. And a jar of water. So he ate and drank. And lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time. And touched him and said. Arise and eat. Because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank. And he went. And the strength. Everybody say strength. Of that food. 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Father, we pray that today that you would wake us up from our slumber, from our weariness, that you would cause us to eat the bread that you have prepared for us, bread, food, (laughs) that you provided that will strengthen us for the journey. That is ahead of us, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Today, I believe God wants to speak to those that are weary. Are you weary? Anyone weary? I know you are. Some of you, you are exhausted tiring to continue to believe for your son for your daughter how long god some of you you're exhausted because you've been working so hard more than your body can handle and you're just tired some of us most of all of us we're tired we're weary of this pandemic Will it ever end? God, how long do we have to wear this mask? I feel like I can't even breathe under this anymore. Oh, God. So many of us are weary. Some of us are weary in doing good. We're weary. You know, I, looked, I always look at the definition, right? Definition, dictionary.com, right? Google. <laughs> weary means you're exhausted, you're fatigued, you're jaded. When you're jaded, it's like you don't believe the same. You're not excited. You don't, you don't care anymore. You're like, whatever. Everybody say, whatever. You are exhausted. You are fatigued and jaded. When you, when you are weary, you become unable. Everybody say, Unable. Or unwilling, everybody say unwilling. Unwilling. To just to continue with life. You are so tired that you are not able to endure more of the same thing anymore. But what does the word of God say? Do not be weary. Let us not grow weary of well-doing. Because in due season, you will reap. If you do not lose heart, what does this scripture say? If you lose heart, when you become weary, you will lose heart. And when you lose heart, you will stop doing what is good. And when you stop doing what is good, you will not reap when the time comes. You know, ever since I preached on the birthright a couple of months ago, you guys remember that? Esau sold his birthright. For a bowl of soup. And you guys remember I said. He was just in the field as a hunter. He was just doing his work. He just stayed out in the field too long. And as we read earlier in Genesis. What did it say? It did not say Esau was hungry. He did not sell his birthright because he was hungry. He sold his birthright because he was hungry weary the scripture says that he came in from the field and he was weary and Esau himself said Jacob give me some of your soup for I am weary today I want to talk about the danger of weariness I see so many sons and daughters of God who are mighty powerful who loves the Lord who are about the Father's business have become weary and have given up their strength, have given up their passion, have given up fighting the good fight of faith, have given up running the race. Danger of weariness. If you're weary, you gotta be careful. You have to become aware. Everybody say, aware. You have to ask God, help me to become aware for I am weary. Am I about to sell my birthright, God? Am I about to lose my passion and stop the fight, good fight of faith? When you're weary, you lose passion. When you're weary, you stop the journey. You don't remember where you were going. And you start to compromise. Huh. It starts with something small that doesn't seem too bad. But then one thing, one compromise leads to another compromise, to another, and to another, and to another. And then you fall into sin. And then after a while, you say, I just don't care anymore. I've become weary weary are you weary you have to be careful are you weary you know sometimes the messenger is the message I'm so weary I'm so weary but in my weariness when I run to the Father It could become the breakthrough that I needed. That my mountaintop experiences could not have made a way for this breakthrough. All Esau had to do was go to the father. Do you know how much Isaac loved Esau? His father would make sure, "You're, you're weary? Let me feed you, son. Come on. You know, the meal, sometimes it's just a meal, but when you're weary, that, you know, the scripture says the cup of cold water for the weary soul brings like refreshment and just, you know, when you're weary, one meal with a good friend, just, ah, it's life, you know? And the Father, Father is ready to feed you. When you have become weary, all Esau had to do was run to his father instead of selling his birthright. We talk about, we read about Elijah here. I'm going to read it one more time, 1 Kings 19. And I just feel like I want you to find yourself in his story and see where you are at in your journey. Because... The journey that Elijah was on, you and I are on the same journey in a different way, right? But you need to become aware where am I on my journey of faith? Here it says Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him, angel nudged him, and said to him, Elijah, arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water so he ate and drank and lay down again elijah went back to sleep guys and the angel of the lord came back the second time and touched him and said arise and eat because their journey is too great for you so he arose and ate and drank so he went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights as far as horeb the mountain of God. Let me give you the background. Elijah is a mighty prophet of God. The kings were afraid of him because they knew whenever Elijah spoke, he spoke the words of God. So if you were were a king and you were not serving God, you don't want to see Elijah. You don't want Elijah to come visit you. You don't want to hear anything that comes out of his mouth. Now, at that time, King Ahab was a king of Israel, and the scripture says that he was wicked. And the scripture says it's because he married Jezebel. And and later I'll tell you what scripture, but Jezebel made him become, made him do wickedness before the eyes of God. Ahab did not like Elijah. You know what Jezebel did, guys? Jezebel, when he, when she married Ahab, he turned, she turned Ahab's heart away from God to worship Baal, her God. And not only that, you know what else she did? She tried to kill every prophet of the Lord. She, whoever she finds, or your prophet, or you serve God, she would kill them. Now, Ahab, no, not Ahab, Elijah prophesied, you know what, Ahab, you're going to live like that? Okay, okay, then you trust in Baal? Guess what? God's going to send a famine. And so for the next three years, I believe, there was no rain. And Elijah just left until God sent the word to Elijah and said, go back to Ahab. And you know what Elijah did? He went to Ahab and said, you know what? You know what? Bring all your, all your pro- prophets of Baal, 450 prophets of Baal, 400 prophets of Asherah. And he took them to the mountain of God. And he said, okay, okay, Baal, worshipers. Well, first, he gathered all the Israelites too. And he said, who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve God or are you going to serve a choose?" People didn't respond. That's how a lot of believers are. I I know God, I believe in God, but I don't want to live the way he wants me to live. And so when the prophet, when God sends the word, you're like... God is looking into your eyes and asking you a question, but you're not responding. Elijah says, okay... And so prophets of Baal and they build an altar. And Elijah said, Whichever God answers by fire is the real God. The Baal prophets are dancing and cutting themselves and crying out, no fire. Oh, the Elijah's like, maybe your God is asleep. Maybe he's using the bathroom. Call him louder. Nothing. And so Elijah, his turn. You know what he does? He gets 12 stones, builds an altar, and he tells people to dig a ditch around the altar. Come on, pour water over it. Make sure you know that there's no fire under this altar. Pours the water. The water went down, and drenched the altar. And then when he called out, Fire from heaven came down. And it says it lit the water. And it lit the altar with fire. And people were like, Oh my God, 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 God is real. And Elijah said, Arise and kill all the prophets of Baal and Asher. And, and the Israelites' people themselves arose and they killed these prophets. Powerful, right? Powerful. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine Elijah how he felt? He prayed and God answered with fire. Oh my goodness. And then he's like up up in in the mountain. He went higher and 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 he told Ahab Go and eat, because God's going to send rain. And he goes up, and he's like, oh, God, send send water, right? Send, send, send rain. I just told them that you're going to send rain. Oh, God, and you guys all know. He saw the cloud, size of a hand. And then Spirit of God comes upon him, and he runs, right? Ahab is on the chariot, and Elijah, Empowered by the Spirit of God, outruns the chariot. I mean, what kind of mighty anointed man you could out... Wow. Powerful, right? He experienced the mountaintop. But then when Ahab goes home and tells Jezebel what happened, Jezebel's like, Send the word to Elijah. By this time tomorrow, I'm going to kill you. And you know, you would think after fire from heaven, after outrunning a chariot, you'd be like, ha, 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 ha. I would be like laughing at Jezebel. All your prophets are dead. Who are you going to send? Right? But when the spirit of Jezebel comes against a prophet, you know what Elijah does? He gets afraid, and he runs away. He even leaves his servant somewhere. He goes further by himself. He sits under a tree, and he says, Just kill me, God. I'm the only one left. Just kill me. I don't want to live. I don't want to do this anymore. He gives up. He's, he's become weary, and he didn't want to fight anymore and so he's sitting there wanting to die and here as we read the angel of the Lord comes nudges him Elijah wake up arise and eat and he's like oh he wakes up he he sees an angel and he eats and drinks and he goes back to sleep how weary do you have to be to eat a meal that was prepared by an angel and you go back to sleep i think that just shows how weary elijah was i don't care how exhausted weary passionless faithless how depressed i have become if an angel of the Lord comes and wakes me up, and I see an angel, I see bread and water supernaturally, I'll be like, whoa! And I'll be like, I can't believe I'm eating. Ooh, super nat- I'm eating it. I'll be like, let's go, God, you're real. You see me. You're on my side. Let's go. But Elijah's like, eats, and he goes back to sleep. Wow. Yeah. How many Christians... In this season, see the power of God. Encounter the presence of God and just goes back to sleep. By the grace of God, God sends the same angel. Wake up, arise, and eat. Hmm? And he says, the journey you're about to take is too great for you and he eats again and he doesn't have to eat for next 40 days you know what that means supernatural strength that when you are weary ready to give up God sends his angel your helper to give you a meal That's going to sustain you for the journey that is ahead of you. But you must listen. When somebody wakes you up, when God nudges you, you need to arise and eat. Hmm? You must eat. And he travels on the strength of that meal. 40 days, 40 nights to the mountain of God. And he goes into the cave and he's trying to sleep. And the voice of the Lord comes, Elijah, what are you doing here? And this is what Elijah says. Let me read it to you. Oh, God, I have been zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. And God says, Elijah, go outside. And then God comes down. And you know the story, a lot of you. If not, go home and read today. He sends fire, earthquake, you know what I mean? Like thunder. But God wasn't there. God was in the still, small voice. And in that still, small voice, God whispers, Elijah, what are you doing here? And he says the same thing. Your people, your people, have forsaken your covenant, and they killed all your prophets. I'm the only one left, and they seek to seek my life. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, anoint Hazael as king over Syria. Also you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, as a prophet in your place. It shall be that whoever escapes the sword of Hazael, Jehu will kill. And whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will kill. Yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal. And every mouth that has not bowed. Kissed Tim. When I read this, I wept because I felt like Elijah under the broom tree, stripped, all alone, left, threatened. I'm just too tired. I don't have the energy I once had 10 years ago. In my head, we should start internship, the one that we had 12 years ago. In my head, there's so much that we can do, but I'm sitting under the tree. I'm so weary. Everybody left. They're all gone. And they're still on their way out. But you know what I realized? In those moments, I realized two things. One, God always sends help. God always sends a meal that will sustain me for the next journey. And then God showed me, Sonny, you're not just weary Because you have to let your staff go. You're not just weary because you're going through menopause and you're 51 years old. You're not just weary because of outer situations. You're not just weary because of pandemic. Yeah, they all make me tired, but that's not the main reason. You know what God told me? He said, Spirit of Jezebel has come against my people in this season to threaten them, to weaken them, to make them stop their journey. The Jezebel comes to bring accusation against you, make you believe you are not the same sonny that you once were. You don't have the anointing anymore. You don't have the people you once had anymore. Why? Stop. Just give up. The spirit of Jezebel is the reason why I've been weary. And then God says, not just spirit of Jezebel. In this generation, in this day and age, spirit of Jezebel arose and partnered with the spirit of Antichrist to come against the people of God. The Bible says, I can do all things through who? Christ who strengthens me. Christ Strengthens me. Therefore, I can do all things. Even if no one is standing beside me, through Christ who strengthens me, I can do all things. But I feel weak. I feel like I don't got it anymore. I feel like I don't even want to do it anymore. Send somebody else. Raise another pastor. Maybe they'll do a better job. I'm just too tired. And God says, it's, you're weary, not because of situations, because the spirit of Jezebel arose to bring accusation against you. Not people, the spirit. And the spirit of Antichrist, if Christ strengthens you, the spirit of Antichrist comes to weaken you. Yeah. I've been feeling weak. <laughs> because of the spirit of Antichrist. Chinwe. we? Spirit of Jezebel comes. Covers me with the veil see even through these colors i could see you guys but i can't see clear even if you come smiling the spirit of jezebel says she hates you he hates you he's against you he doesn't believe in you you're not you are alone then i see through this veil and i believe this stupid spirit of jezebel and then the spirit of antichrist comes i don't even know because i love jesus i'm still fighting the good fight of faith and then i can't see clear i feel weakened i'm weary god i don't know what else to do i can't even pray all night like i used to I can't if I try fasting million times this past one month I'm so weary I can't do the things that I once could and and I know I know I don't want to give up but sometimes I just want to just lay here and I just want to give up and the spirit of Antichrist makes me so weak and the spirit of Jezebel makes me feel like I don't got it anymore. I just want, I, I give up. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And when you live like this, you know what your number one priority is? Comfort. I'm just gonna lay here. Just give me a better job, more money, I'm just going to lay here, not knowing the spirit of Antichrist has weakened me to stop the journey, stop the fight of good, fight of faith. No, just leave it here for now. Today, I come as a messenger of the Lord. God says, enough is enough enough he's not saying to you he's saying to the antichrist spirit of antichrist and the spirit of jezebel he's saying enough and he prepared a meal supernatural meal for you and i to eat so that we are strengthened you know, I told you I cried when I read this scripture. You know why? Because sometimes I feel like, you know, Alethia deserves a better mother than me. Benjamin deserves a better wife than me. Our people deserves better pastor than me. That's not from God. That's not from Benjamin. That's not from Alethia. That's not even from you guys. But it's these spirits that have come against God's people. You know why I cried when I read this? Out of that cave, Elijah went. And the word of the Lord is, Elijah... You're going to go right now. You're going to anoint two kings and a prophet that will take your place. Remember, Elijah cried under the tree. I'm the only one left. Did you know, right after this journey, he anointed Elisha. If you read the Bible, Elisha stuck close to Elijah until his last moment on earth Elijah said stay stay over there no father I will not leave you and guess what Elisha received double portion anointing and the word of the Lord to me was sonny if you just sit there If you just give up because you're weary and not knowing, it's because of the spirits that have come against my people. You are leaving the double portion generation that need you to keep on walking, keep on fighting. They need you to anoint them with double portion. You may feel like, I don't got it. But the next generation is awaiting your faith that would arise once again and say, that will come and say, oh God, I'm weary, and allow the Father to break off, shake off these spirits that have come against you so that, so that not only for you to receive power to get up and live your life, live out your destiny, but the anointing, The Elisha's after me. Behind each one of you are Elisha's that are awaiting you that has no chance unless you get up. Unless you break these spirits. If you don't break these spirits off of you, they will come. Nicole, come here. If you don't fight this, If you don't go to God, the next generation has no chance. And they're going to have to live their life covered, covered. If it's just for me, you know what? I don't need breakthrough. I'm okay. I've seen enough. But when I think about Nicole, when I think about sons and daughters of God, I will give my last breath to fight this spirit off of this next generation. God is here. Father, your Father is here. If I could have my worship team come. He says, come to me. Are you ready? Come to me. In due time, you will read. I'm going to end with this. Back in 2012... It started in 2011. I become weary. I remember, you heard this story many times. Pastor Robert's like, how are you, Sonny? He's all excited. We're at a party, January actually. It was January 2012. We were at my father-in-law's birthday party. How are you? I said, not good. What's wrong? I'm in a pit and I can't get out. I don't even want to get out. And I think it's my fault. I think I'm not praying as much. I'm not seeking God as much. I think it's my fault, but I can't get out of this pit. I'm not doing that well. And then he just looked at me and said, No, Sonny, you're not in a pit. God is breaking you through to another level of anointing for healing. And then he just walked up. He didn't pray for me, nothing. That that was January. March, I took a team, a very small team, to Indonesia. It was powerful, guys. They carried in a grandmother that was almost dead, dying. Like, I wish we had that video still. They had to carry her. David, where are you? You were there, right? And then God comes and touches her and she's running around screaming, Jesus healed me. She runs, she goes back to her village running, Jesus healed me. The elders of that village walk all night back to the church and say, we're the elders from that village where the grandmother, she was dying. We already had casket and burial covering for her. Whatever she experienced, we want. And according to the testimony, the whole village turned to Jesus. There were three young men who got into a car accident and different sickness. They could not walk. And before my eyes, they got up, they walked, they jumped, they danced. Did I feel powerful? No. No. I finished preaching. For 40 minutes, I cried out, and nothing was happening. But in spite of my feelings, God broke through. And then the next day, a neighbor comes from the church and said, We hate Jesus, and we hated this church. They're all making noises every day. We curse this church. But then last night, this, that, that night when we had the revival service, I heard drums. Come on, Timmy. I heard drums. Boom. Boom. I hated church. I hated Jesus. But that night, for some reason, the drum sound drew me to church. And I opened my window and I looked and then I heard the drums again. Come on, Timmy, louder, louder. Come on. And every drumming, I felt like something was breaking off of my heart. And she said, I want Jesus. So you know what? We went, we went, four of us went. And we led her to Christ. She said, I hated my husband. I hated my children. I hated God. She receives Jesus. She reconciles. She was so poor, she barely had anything to eat. She becomes one of the core leaders of that church. Now she owns the biggest market in that island. All because of the drum. The drum, when I said, I'm in a pit, I can't do it anymore. When we still went, when we got up, even the sound of a drum, it broke off the unbelief. It broke off the discouragement. It broke off the veil. It it ripped off the veil. It ripped off the veil out of her heart, out of her eyes. And she surrendered, surrendered. Oh